The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. With Dave Homewood. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show. I'm your host, Dave Homewood, and this is Wings Over New Zealand show episode 200. This has been a long time coming, um, literally a long time coming, and we will explain that. Um, I want to introduce my guest, Bevan Dews. Hi, Bevan. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Good, good. It's really good to have you back on the show um, because you're saving my bacon with this. With this episode, um, as you know, it's it's been one of those shows that has taken a long time to pull together, uh, and it's this this must be about Plan E, I think, <laughs> Plan A, B, C, and D all went out the window, um, yeah. as you know. So it's been yeah, it's been a nightmare to try and get the two hundredth episode, which I thought as it was coming up, um, I, and I remember posting sometime last year on the on the Wings Over New Zealand Facebook page, we're going to have our 200th episode, what should we do, something really big, and <clears throat> I got all these ideas, and then I I actually I came up with an idea myself, which was youth in aviation, talking to young people who were getting into flying or, or into the, um, you know, the ground crew side, all that sort of thing, mechanics, and um, and it was a great idea, and I started going around the place, uh, meeting up with people, as you know. Um, you came with me on a couple of the interviews, um, uh, interviewing these young people involved in aviation. Uh, but it just sort of grew and grew, and I think it's going to have to be a different series. It was just mm. getting too much to be the 200th episode. Yeah, some um, quite interesting people there. Absolutely, yeah. Some really good young people coming through for the um, well for everything. Really. I mean, it's not just the airline stuff, but there's uh, yeah some really good positive uh, aviation stories there. Um, so one of the things with that is there's still people on my list who have volunteered for that that I haven't actually got to meet up with and record with. So that's one reason why you know, this isn't, that isn't going to be the 200, though. It's going to take a while to get that done. Um, and then, of course, uh, January or February, was it? No, January, uh, the mosquito, the third mosquito flew, and I thought, hey, that would make a really great interview. I'll go and see Wal Denham, and, uh, you was know. Was he overseas uh, at the time, when we went up there? 
uh, he yeah every time that I, I was going up there he would be overseas and um, he he said oh I'm coming down to Hamilton and that was when I was going to Auckland another time <laughs> and we just kept missing each other and then um, remember you and I bumped into him at Omaka and and I said oh look we've got to do this interview and he said oh well I'm going away for a month and a half overseas so um, that hasn't happened yet but he's keen to do it and he's actually back now uh, so I'd need to get up to Auckland and do that but it won't be for the 200th so uh, and there's been a few other ideas that I've thrown around which I've I've actually forgotten now but they didn't become the 200th episode either um, and then you and I sat down to well, we planned to sit down and record it about a month ago, and then things went out the window that day. And so here we are. We're finally doing it. Um, <laughs> the things take time. Yeah, well, I don't know whether good is <laughs> the, the right thing, but um, but here we are. And so, you know, it's the 200th episode, which is quite amazing, because I never actually thought we'd get this far when I started this. Um, I didn't know what I was doing when I started this, which was way back in 2011. So that's... It's coming up to eight years. Uh, I think it was November or December that November I recorded it. That's right, the first one I recorded on the Guy Fawkes night. So all you can hear in the background is firecrackers. <laughs> um, and uh, so November 2011, this started. And since then, we've had 200 shows. But I did a bit of a count up, and we've had 295 different people's voices on the show. Uh, That's quite impressive. It is quite impressive, I think, because some of them have been on quite a few times as well. There's been a, a number of people who have appeared a few times, like yourself. Um, you know, we always welcome good guests back. and I mean, all the, all the guests have been good, but I'm, I'm always happy to follow up stories and stuff. So um, around about 80 of them have been uh, war veterans as well. So that's something that I'm quite proud of is that we've covered those stories pretty well because uh you know you, you just don't get to um hear their stories very often these days and the, at the 100th episode i don't know if you remember the 100th episode it was probably a couple of years ago now um i did a bit of a retrospective at the time looking back at the first 100 shows and um since then you know we've added another 100 shows to the uh to the archive and in in that, um, we've had quite a few very interesting veterans. Just looking at the list here, uh, Stan Walker, the Sunderland pilot, he's still going strong. I think he's 96 now. Um, Connie Bickford, who was a WAF radar operator in England. Uh, she she was a, a, a Royal Air Force WAF. Um, Philip Leach was a navigator on 489 Squadron on uh, bow fighters. So that was, he was an interesting one. Um, we did that via Skype from England. Um, Jack Marshall, who was on uh, uh, Bomber Command, and he's the guy that came down in the English Channel in a Wellington and survived it. Um, we had Josie Miller, who was a New Zealand WAF. Um, she was a driver at Whanuapai. Um Ken Lee, who was a 485 Squadron Spitfire pilot. Uh, Owen Hicks, he was an electrician working on the P-40s, and he was with 14 Squadron when they first went up to the Pacific. Um, Hugh Finlater, who's um, still living in Auckland, he was uh, a B-25 pilot, and then um, after D-Day, he went on to um, flying an Oster all around Europe with uh, high-ranking generals um, as his passenger. Um, and uh, Harold Kelsey, who was um, an Avenger 
uh, navigator in the Pacific. Um, uh, we've had Brian Cox, of course, um, a couple of times. He's a well-known Corsair pilot and still flying today, although technically he hasn't flown for a little bit because he's had a knee replacement just recently. Um, we had Philip Stewart, who's the 100-year-old Spitfire pilot that came to our forum meet last year, and he's now 101 and still going. Um, the late Bill Edhouse, who was a, an air gunner on um, Venturas. And we've had a couple of Vietnam veterans as well, Peter Waller and John Denton, who were both great uh, great guests on the show, uh, flying forward air controllers over in Vietnam. It's a that, pretty good bit of variety. That's a lot is, of variety in that, even just the yeah. ones you've mentioned. It's a pretty wide variety of stories to be told and shared. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Some really interesting people. Um, another couple of um, things I'm quite proud of is uh, in the second 200 episodes is we got to cover uh, number 75 Squadron's 100th anniversary reunion and number 5 Squadron's 75th anniversary reunion. Um, that's kind of hard to say without getting it wrong. Um, but both those were really, really good. Uh, good events and we got some good stories there as well. Um, and uh, another one was I got invited to the Walsh Memorial Flying School in Matamata last year. And um, that was brilliant to go and see what happens there because it's, you know, everybody sort of heard about it, but if you haven't been, you don't really know what goes on there. And um, talking to those young pilots as well as the instructors was, was really good. Um, so that was, a, that was actually one of my favourite episodes that I've recorded. You know, there's been quite a few other stories as well, and you can go back through the archive and find them all. But, uh, yeah, one of the reasons why it's taken so long to get to do this, as well as all the problems in planning it, is I've been quite busy lately uh, since I was asked to be the editor of uh, Sport Flying Magazine, which is uh, an aviation magazine that you can buy in the shops. And I took that over at the end of last year from John King, and I had to both learn how to use the program and also... It's been a big, steep learning curve on learning about uh, some of the uh, types of aircraft and the types of flying and various other things. So I've been quite, um, uh, what would you say, tied up with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's been um, it's been fun though. I've, I'm learning a lot and um, I'm getting to grips with the pro the editing program, um, laying out all the magazine and also getting around and talking to a few people and. Um, meeting some interesting people and uh, getting their stories down. So um, if you haven't seen the magazine, go to any good bookstore and you can get it and you can subscribe to it as well. Um, and uh, in, the, in the last episode, there was a certain young man sent some photographs in called Bevan Jews as well. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are a few nice ones in there. And the to spread. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just about to send the next issue to the uh, printers as we're recording so I've got a little bit of finishing touches to do with um, one last piece that's just come in today and uh, and then it'll just be spell checking and um, off to the printers it goes so um, so yeah that's the magazine that's that's one of the reasons why this has taken so long and now that I'm getting to grips with it I hope for, I'm really hoping that once I get this episode out, I can start getting back into the routine of uh, 
editing and recording episodes as well and we'll get the show back on track so we haven't died <laughs> the show is still here unlike some of the really good podcasts that have just vanished in the past so we are still here having said that uh coming up in the in the near future once this one's out uh, i will start to get some of the recordings that i've got ready to go i'll start to get them edited and, and put out and uh we have one of the ones you've pre-recorded yeah, well, one that uh, you came along with me, Bevan, uh, when we were up in Auckland back in January, I think it was, or February, uh, we went and saw Neville Clark, who uh, flew in World War Two in, in Area Ferry Command, which was it's one of those things that never really gets covered. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite interesting and unusual. Much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then after the war, he went into civil aviation and he flew uh, flew for Teal in the flying boats. So he's got some great stories to tell and he's a um, really, really neat guy. So his one will be coming up fairly soon. Uh, and then um, I've got a uh, Vulcan navigator. He's actually uh, RF. He's English, but he lives here in New Zealand. As I said before, we'll... Um, We'll go and do that. Uh, I'll, I'll go and do that interview with uh, Warren Denholm, and um, uh, we'll get the mosquito story, and, and also find out what they're up to these days. So um, I know they've got a few interesting projects on the go at the moment. Um, we hopefully should have some more of the Duxbury files. Uh, you may recall we had some excellent pieces with David Duxbury, where he talk, he delves into the RNZF history. Uh, on certain topics, and he's keen to do more of those, so we hopefully we'll get back into that. Um, we'll have uh, some more of the uh, sub-series called The Forum, where we get uh, three different people from different aspects of aviation on the show and just talk about different things that are happening in the news and what's happening in their lives as well. Uh, you've been on one of those before, Bevan. and uh, Yeah, I have. It works quite well. Yeah, it's, it's actually been very popular too, so I want to definitely get back into that. So if anyone out there wants to join the, uh, the forum, let me know. We, you, can, you can become a, a guest on one of those, hopefully. And what else? There's, there's a few other things that I've got up my sleeve too that uh, we'll, I will get to, and some of them have been worked on for a long time, uh, and they're just sort of ticking away behind the scenes. So if, you, if I've been to record you and you haven't heard it yet, it will come out, don't worry. And the other last bit of news, really, is um, the Wands live show that we had for several years on Warbird Radio is now officially come to an end, unfortunately. Uh, I did that show with uh, Grant McKeeran, uh, a Kiwi who lives in Australia, and uh, he was my co-host, and it was hosted uh, by Matt Jolly on Warbird Radio. Just because of changes within Warbird Radio itself, um, there won't be the live show anymore. He's not doing the live shows anymore. So um, there is opportunity for us to do something else there, uh, but we just haven't worked out what our, what it will be. So sort of watch that space, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> I need to get this series back on track first before I start thinking about the other, the other series. But um, I just sort of let listeners know if you're wondering what happened to it. So, um, so Bevan, uh, this year has been quite uh, amazing for me because I, I normally don't really do a lot of flying with people, and um, honestly, I've never done so much flying in one year. Well, it's only half the year gone so far, and the amount of flying I've done with you and with a couple of other people has been fantastic. And 
um, I just I thought we'd we'd look back at some of the, the adventures that we've had uh, back in February, I think yeah, it was. We, but we I had more. Yeah, went up. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and you, you took me up in the Harvard. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Went for a nice fly around um, around the harbour and up up there in Auckland and around the islands out in the Gulf, which was lovely as well. Yeah, that was really cool. That was the first time I've flown in an actual Harvard. I'd flown with Steve Deeth in the uh, Texan, but in a New Zealand Harvard, that was the first one, and that was in 1098, which is uh, Ace Edwards' um, lovely old Harvard. Um, that was that was actually pretty cool. Thank you very much for that. That was really cool to be invited to come along and do that. Um, and, of course, um, only a few weeks after that was Wings Over Wire Rapper, and... Um, I went down to the air show and um, I stayed with you and your family, and um, we did an interesting flight in the in your chipmunk um, when I was down there. Do you remember uh, yeah, that? That's right. We went uh, across the Cook Strait with the two grobs. Um, met, well, you and I and the chippy and the two grobs down across the Melbourne Sounds and did a bit of air-to-air photography with the two grobs over the sounds, which was pretty cool. Over one of the ferries, which was looked pretty spectacular absolutely it was a then, perfect day too yeah it was stunning um then went had a tour through the museum down there at the aviation heritage center and, and a then, tour and a tour to the pie shop <laughs> yeah that's right the, the <laughs> yeah. mighty burly pie shop yeah yeah one that no one should miss if they're in the area yeah i, I totally recommend the burly pie shop it's just down the road from my market <laughs> <laughs> The um yeah, the pork belly pies are one not to miss. <laughs> um but yeah, and then after that we got airborne out of Omaka and went down around the um Kaikoura Ranges for some more photos with the two grubs and then back across the strait to Masterton, which was kind of a little bit chilly at eight thousand feet or whatever we were taking those photos with the canopy open. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Uh, that was that was pretty amazing. The the uh the guys with the grubs, uh Tim and Jonathan uh, they were out from England uh, flying in the air show Wings Over Wire Rapper doing the night show uh, and some of the day stuff as well. But mm. when they, when we were going into Omaka, uh, Tim had actually spotted that snowy mountain and he, he suggested when we were at Omaka, it'd be good to go in and get some photos with that in the backdrop because they don't have anything like that in England, so uh, in his part of England at least, uh, maybe up in Scotland, but... Um, so that was that was really cool. I hadn't actually, I've never done any mountain flying like that. It wasn't really mountain flying, I guess, but it was the closest thing I've ever done to it. Mm, it's um, pretty amazing countryside out there when you're uh, flying above it, isn't it? And you look, you look one way, and you've got an amazing coast, and you look the other way, and you've got these mountains, just providing the most brilliant backdrop to these um, two aircraft in close formation beside you. And it's like, wow, that was just a stunning flight. Um, yeah, and then we had to come back across Cook Strait again, and um, we went down past uh, the bottom of Wellington Airport. So looking down on Wellington Airport from uh, from the Cook Strait, that was something totally unique for me because normally you're in an airliner and you don't actually see the airport as you're approaching it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think we went across the southern edge of Wellington at what five thousand feet or so. So mm. it was yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was just such a great flight. I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, I know that all the guys did, and um, of course your brother was with us, and uh, in one of the grobs, and um, Ben, 
Oh, Ben yeah, was yeah, on the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the one of the Brits. Yeah. So that was that was a brilliant flight. Uh, and then coming up to uh, Easter this year, we had another adventure. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get down to Omarka. In fact, I wasn't thinking about going to Omarka, but um, sort of last minute, I decided I wanted to go, and I was like, oh, "Everyone I'm convinced get it was a good idea." <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> In fact, yeah, I, I was. My arm was twisted a little bit. Um, I mean, I knew it was a good idea, but I just wasn't sure. Anyway, I get, I, I get to that stage where okay, I want to go now. How am I going to get there? And you suggested, hey, if I can get down to uh, Paraparumu. Uh, or Paraparam, um, you could pick me up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. I, went, bus, I got on the bus down to Levin, uh, stayed with a, a good mate there for a couple of nights, and then um, my old schoolmate, Steve Rowe, and then um, he dropped me at Paraparam, and you fly <laughs> over the hill on the way, <laughs> drop in, pick me up, and we stuff all of our stuff into the back of the chippy. And, sardine uh, ourselves on. <laughs> yeah. And then off we go, off across Cook Strait again, and back into Omaka. Uh, that, that was an absolutely spectacular morning. That was, wasn't it? It was the, it was just the most perfect weather. Not a, not a breath of wind, no cloud. There's, there's one band of cloud in the centre of Cook Strait, and that was it. We didn't even go near it, really. No, it was perfect. Yeah, and then coming in, like, there was quite a few aircraft in the circuit. Everybody was arriving, and um, it was just perfect. You just land and taxi into the air show and we're here Woo! <laughs> i've never i've never done that before i've, I've arrived in the it's not a bad way to arrive <laughs> yeah that, that was the best way to arrive <laughs> and of course we we stayed down there for the the weekend and stayed on site because we have a good friend there that allowed us to stay there and uh uh and then after well the air show was brilliant um unfortunately it rained on the sunday but other than that um it was good fun air show, wasn't it? Yeah, it worked out really well, actually. Yeah, and you got to you got to do a bit of flying in that show. Well, you just yeah. flying in Wire Rapper show too. I forgot to mention that that you you flew five times in the Wire Rapper show. Yeah, I think on Friday I flew a couple of times, and uh, yeah, I think pretty sure it was yeah five, five times. I think on Saturday once just before the show for a bit of a practice with the Chippy and Tigers. And then I flew a pup uh, B two twice in two different displays, two scenarios, and then um, the chippy for the display with two tigers. Right. So that was building. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, it was. And then I mean, we that... lost Sunday as well yeah. with weather. Yeah. They're both fair shows. We lost Sunday with the weather. At least our market got a little bit in before the weather hit, but. I mean, it, by lunchtime it was all over. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad when that happens. But at least we did get some good days in before that. Um, yeah, for sure. But that that wire wrapper show, the TVAL displays, all of their displays were the best I've ever seen them. They were just just so much going on, and they were more dynamic. Um, mm. We had a lot of time to practice for those as well. Mm. Um, so we were flying those displays and scenarios of up to twelve aircraft um, each of the flying weekends that we had before the before the show. So we were all pretty nice and current. So I mean we could um, plan it all out a bit better. Yeah. Oh, that was good. 
And it was good to see the debut of the uh, DH4. That was uh, that was quite. Spe- I, I honestly, I thought it would be like quite a slow aircraft, but hell no, it was it was actually quite no, spectacular. It gets along pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've always looked at that one in the um, uh, in the Aviation Heritage Centre at Amaka and thought, oh, it's a big old lumbering thing, but mm. no, no, it's like God, that thing's cool. <laughs> yeah, Four hundred horsepower at the front and goes all right. Oh, it's four hundred really? Clydesdales. Yeah, wow. not Sheetland ponies. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, and then you got to fly again uh, at Amaka. Yeah, so I wasn't planning on flying at the show. I was planning on just having a nice, relaxed show, being a spectator. And um, on the Friday evening, um, Frank Parker asked if I'd like to fly his Bristol Scout because he was starting to get a bit bogged down with the Fock Wolf and the Kitty Hawk and other things going on. So, um of course, I definitely accepted that. And on the Saturday morning before the show, went out and flew the scout around, um, got comfortable with it, had a bit of a practice for the display, and then um, flew it in the display with um, the B2 and a couple of replica Newports. So it was it worked out really well. It was a good, good little display. It was. Yep, it was really cool. I mean, you know, a lot of people were saying leading up to the show, oh, well, you know the vintage aviator is not going to be there, so there won't be much of a World War One show. It 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 was a little bit smaller, but it was just as good as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yeah, I just I thought you you guys did really well. Yeah, all the airplanes worked well together, and a good bunch of guys that were flying with, so that mm. was it was really good. Yep, absolutely. So I mean, in the future, like there's more and more of these uh, World War One aircraft coming online now and in the future i reckon we're going to see some pretty big displays yeah i think um especially maybe not necessarily big displays but there'll be more displays around the countryside mm. yeah than true. they have been in the past yep and of course uh you know warbirds is building up their collection yeah. there they've got the um the, their bristol fighter replica coming soon uh, that's at that gym being restored at the moment or put back together um, they've got the Fokker triplane, which was meant to go down to Omaka, but the engine had a problem, um, but it's back flying again now. Uh, they've got the Scout, which is Frank's, and then they've got uh, the BE2 replica, which, you know, that's a really good little collection to start with. And mm. um, you put together some of the other stuff that's around the country, there's there's some good stuff happening. There sure is. And and also there's still good stuff happening with uh, the vintage aviator as well. I mean, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But it's we're so we're so lucky to see some of the stuff in this country. We really are. Um, yeah. So we had we did the we did that air show, and then uh, we were going to fly up to Marston, but unfortunately, <laughs> we had a couple of days of doing nothing. Yeah, yeah we got <laughs> snookered by weather. <laughs> yeah, like, it took us till Wednesday to get home in the end. I think. Yeah, was it we, Wednesday? We, it was. We were meant to be flying out Monday morning, and then we we're like, "Oh, well, Monday afternoon. Oh, maybe Tuesday." <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of clag and the straight, and there was the Mustang Spitfire and Kitty Hawk crawl stuck there as well. I think pretty much everyone from the North Island was. Yeah, was yep. stuck there until at least Tuesday, and I think the Harvards went on Tuesday. Yep, and it was crazy. It was it was good. Um, it yeah. was good to just sort of hang out and chat with these people and 
uh, you know, have a bit of time because uh, you haven't got the pressure of the air show. It's just sitting around chatting and stuff. So that that was I, mean, I thought that was quite yeah, that fun, was but. that worked out really well actually. Been able to mix and mingle with the more of the Ardmore guys. Well, for me anyway, because I don't get there very often, and when I do catch up with everyone, that's always everyone's so busy. So as you mm. said, everyone being nice and quiet and relaxed, it was it was good to just chat. Yep, absolutely. And also, I must say a, a big shout out to uh, the Marlborough Aero Club uh, staff. They were fantastic looking after us, and um, they they loaned you and I their little car as well, so we can go down to the pie shop <laughs> a yeah. couple of times. <laughs> yeah, Which that was worked great. out really well. Um, yeah, it, it was brilliant. And having the aeroplanes all on the hangar there. Mm, absolutely. Now, great people at Amaki. Everybody there's really good. Um, and then eventually, yeah, we did get out. Uh, the the weather at Omaha for the Tuesday and Wednesday was pretty good, but it was further north in the Cook Strait yeah. that was the problem. Um, but we did we did get out and we crossed the strait and got back to Marston. And then the next day was Thursday the twenty fifth, so that was Anzac Day. Yeah, and that was pretty cool too. Um, tell the listeners what we did that day. Um, so on the that morning we. We started, uh, we were planning on doing three Anzac flyovers with, um, it was supposed to be two tigers, oh no, sorry, two chipmunks and a tiger. Um, Unfortunately, we were one pilot down, so we ended up being one tiger and one chippy. Um, We were going to head out to Tanui for the first um, flyover, um, but unfortunately that was snookered by fog, um, which didn't clear. And then we ended up going down to Greytown, so for about 10.30, um, and did a flyover down there, and then up to um, the Anzac Bridge, which is um, about half an hour, well, actually, by flying, it's probably 15 minutes north of Masterton. Right. Um, so that's a service that my parents um, organise up there at what's um, the local um, war memorial there which is a, used to be the main road bridge. Um, um, it's quite a, quite a cool bridge there, which um, there's all sorts of photos online to have a look at that. Yeah, and uh, so that fly past, uh, I, I was in the, um, the Greymouth one in the back of the chipmunk with you, yeah. and that was pretty cool because we had a bit of time to kill just sort of waiting for the... Uh, Specific yeah, we time. got there a bit early. Yeah, so it was really neat having the tiger moth right next to us, uh, sort of in formation, flying around, and I got to take some nice, nice photos out of the um, chippy doing that, and I didn't have to open the canopy, so it wasn't cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out really well. <laughs> it did, and uh, and then we did the the actual fly pass, which apparently was spot on according to uh, what Tom Williams told us, because he was on the ground and he said it was perfect timing and really good um and then we landed and and from there i went with your mum up to anzac bridge so i wasn't flying for that um second uh, fly right. pass. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I was i was on the ground with your family and um the service was fantastic it was quite different from what we have here in um cambridge i mean each one's a little bit different around the country so it's always good to go to a different anzac service and see how they do it but it was also really spot on with your fly pass coming over the hill uh mm. and and flying past it looked really cool 
It's um, quite a good little spot because the way the hills are set up, you come straight over the top of one of the ridges and you just appear. You yeah. don't hear the drone of the aeroplanes coming in. They just kind of arrive. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and spot on on time as well. Um, so that was that was a, a really neat experience. And so that was the Thursday. And then the Friday we did no flying. <laughs> you went to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the first time in a Had few weeks. Had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and then Saturday and Sunday, it was uh, the last uh, vintage aviator practice weekend for the year and uh, or for the summer season and um, you very kindly had invited me along to that and so I went along as a, a spectator and photographer and um, it was just brilliant to see you guys doing your practices um, being right there and amongst it you know at an air show uh, everything's based on timing and it's a rush and you know everybody's running around so it's it's a bit different from the practices where it's a bit more relaxed and you can chat with people um or you can just you know see yeah, stuff going on that you, time and yeah yeah it's it very different nicely very different atmosphere and um no I, I really enjoyed that and and thank you very much again for inviting me to that and um thanks to the vintage aviator for allowing me to come along and take photos as well um it was quite a privilege. And, of course, on the Sunday morning, oh, my God, that formation of nine Allied aircraft yeah, was... Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest formations of, like, proper pre-production and original airplanes that there's been in a long time. Yes. Oh, my God. It was stunning. It was absolutely stunning to see that. Uh, what do we have leading? Was, uh, we had uh, the FE-2B. Uh, Fe2, uh, yeah, Fe2B, and what was next to that? I think it was I you. You, now. you were the next ones, weren't you? Yeah, um, Fe2B with uh, two pups. Two pups. You were in one of those. Yeah, an and then yeah, uh, DH4, three SC5s, yep. or was it two SC5s? Can't remember. There's three, I think, and the snipe. And the snipe followed up in the back, yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty impressive. It was incredible, mate. It really was. Uh, it must have been really impressive from when you, from where you were sitting, although most of them were behind you. But um, how did that feel? Um, well, to be honest, I didn't really see much of it. All I was looking at was the um, FE2B and the pup on the other side of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, every now and again, have a quick glance back to see that the other... Um, elements of the formation of there, and yeah, it looked pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take any lucky. photos. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite multitask that much, <laughs> um, but uh, it was it's impressive to be in some of those big formations, like, you know, flying in the uh, what we did nine Fockers at Omaka one year, and um, we've done a few other big big formations at Masterton over the last season or so, and it's pretty impressive looking out and seeing all those wings and everyone bombling along next to each other. Yeah, very, very cool. <clears throat> yeah, no, that was that was definitely one of the highlights of the trip, seeing that. It was, it was just so amazing. And everybody at the end of it, you could see the, um, it was like such a sense of accomplishment mm. when, everybody, when everyone landed and it was just great. 
it's hard to get that many aeroplanes together and all the dissimilar types and make it all work. Yeah, yeah. And also to have that many, um, you know, all running at the same time and having all the pilots there and, and you know, Dave Critchley and his team do really good work keeping those aeroplanes all flying when you think about yeah, all the original so engines. Eight out of nine of those aeroplanes had original engines. Wow. So the only one, oh, actually, no, sorry, uh, must be seven, because the RE8 and the Snipe have both got reproduction engines, all the others are original. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and did we do any other flying? No, I think that was, I think that was yeah, it. Yeah, I think that about nailed it. Yeah. And then just uh, last weekend, I had another flight, which was kind of, um, almost out of the blue but it was very cool and that i went up in a um my first ever piper cub flight and that was uh that was different for me because i was sitting in the front so i felt like the pilot in fact i was flying it myself for a while because uh, i went up with bill henwood and he's an instructor and he was telling me what to do so i actually took the controls and something i don't usually do at all um, that's pretty cool make a pilot out of you yet <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> but yeah that was that was pretty neat and and it proved to me that um, if you're flying over Huntley from the air, it doesn't look anywhere near as bad as when you're on the ground. Because <laughs> 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 you know what it's like <laughs> driving through there. You just want to speed up. <laughs> but from, the air, from the air, it looks actually quite beautiful. There's all these lakes. So I didn't even know there were lakes there. And there's forests that uh, you kind of see them on the hilltops, but when you look from the air, it's like, wow, this place is really nice. <laughs> Deceiving. Exactly. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry about that, Huntley folks. But you know it's true. <laughs> uh <clears throat> No, but that was that was very cool. And um, the other flight that I've done this year, which um, really, really was cool as well, uh, was um, uh, Brett Nichols took me up in his Harvard uh, NZ ten sixty five, uh, and we did a, a flight around Auckland too. It was a bit different from the one I did with you because it was a it's a sort of overcast, um, had been drizzling, so it was a bit of a different aspect on Auckland. Um, but it was. Yeah, it was similar. Part. We took the similar route and um, flew up the coast a bit, and then down through the city, and it was really cool too. So thanks for that, Brett. It was really cool, and and also thanks to Bill for the Piper Cub flight. Um, I I don't know why it is that suddenly I'm getting all these flights. It's pretty cool, but uh, uh, it's it certainly appreciated. And and thanks to all you guys, it's been pretty neat. Yeah, that's good to share. Mm. yeah well that's the thing i mean uh it's 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 also um on these adventures going to air shows and stuff it's good to have good people like yourself that uh, i can go along with them I and you can go to an air show and enjoy it but when you're with your friends it's it's so much different eh? it's like so much better yeah the air show is not just about the airplanes it's all the people as well so exactly yep yeah. In fact, there's there's a quite a few. I've realised since I got home, there was quite a few acts at Omaka that I didn't even see because I was talking to people. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah. 
there were some impressive things though. Uh, one of the things um, was uh, Doug Brooker's um, uh, MXS. Yeah, MXS. When he did the display on the Saturday morning, I was just like, "Wow, that he's going even more mental than he normally does." You know, there was some stuff in there that I hadn't seen before, and um, I was standing next to Andy Love, who's a aerobatics expert and he was just going holy wow you know and i was like okay well if he's thinking that then i must be right in what i'm thinking so um yeah that was pretty cool uh the hornet display oh geez that thing <laughs> yeah they did a pretty good little display in that i was quite impressed given the little confines with all the hills and everything around absolutely that thing was just incredible well i mean i hope I hope that Eastie will come back and fly again at a, at a future air show in his um, in his next aircraft, which is going to be the F thirty five. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm, that would be impressive. Mm. But no, I'm I'm so glad I I went down to that Omaka air show. I wasn't going to go. The reason I wasn't going to go is because I was hoping to get to England this year, but uh, that's not happening. So, um, all the plan that I, that we're working on to go and do the the D Day tour series. Um, it all sort of fell apart. So we didn't get to D-Day because um, you were hoping to come along too and do a bit of co-hosting as well. But um, Yeah, unfortunately the little dots didn't line up for this, yeah, exactly. this year. But, but, yeah, I mean, England and all the museums and all the all the interesting aircraft and that that are there this year will still be there next year, so hopefully. So, um well, who knows what happens after Brexit, but <laughs> um, hopefully they'll still be there. Yeah, uh, it'll be a lot quieter as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, we won't have all the hullabaloo of D-Day, for one thing. Um, I, I still actually genuinely want to go and do a series uh, about the New Zealanders who went over there and flew in, in both World Wars, but particularly World War Two with the RAF. Um, I'm... I'm passionate about the history and trying to record stuff um you know about these these um veterans and heroes and uh i, I really want to do that so quite a few people have said to me recently oh why don't you um crowdfund do you know do a give a little or something and i i think well maybe that's what i'm going to have to do to try and make this happen but we'll see what happens so i'll have to put together another plan uh but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure it'll all come together eventually. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully you might be there as well as co-host, like we were thinking about for this year. But um, yeah, that, that, um, in the next year or so, um, hopefully get back to the UK again. So that'll work out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bevan, um, you're having all sorts of adventures at the moment uh, in Australia. You're actually talking from Australia. So um, can you? Uh, the last time you were on the show back at uh, just before Christmas, um, you were telling us about how you'd done this last year. You went to Australia and were doing some flying, and you're back there um, again at the same place at uh, with Doug Hamilton. Um, can you give us a bit of a, a rundown on what you've been up to? Yeah, so I've been over at Wangaratta for the past what are we now? Nearly a month and a half. So I came over here on about the 27th of May. And I've been doing um, a bit of flying in Doug's Harvard and a little bit in Doug's Kitty Hawk as well um, and helping out in the workshop 
with the guys working on restoring a couple of kitty hawks in there at the moment. So they've got two pretty advanced projects that um, have been you know, learning a few skills, um, helping them on those projects. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I mean, you, you really know how to take a holiday, don't you? I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now I need to go on a real holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you haven't just been flying the Harvard and um, the Kitty Hawk because there's a little interesting aircraft that you've been flying. You sent me a few photos of uh, the Flutterbug. Tell us about that. Oh, the mighty Flutterbug. So, um, in the fifties, Doug's uncle Norton Hamilton um, built this little Flutterbug, which kind of looks like. Um, basically it kind of does look like a bug it's got a funky bubble canopy on it and mid-wing airplane tricycle undercarriage with pretty much what looks like wheelbarrow tires on it yep and it's 100 horsepower and it's just just a little bucket of fun really um does nothing spectacularly well but it's just a fun little airplane to fly cool um so yeah Doug's uncle built that in I think 1958, and yeah, he's still got that now. Brilliant. And you also flew something today that uh, was a first flight. Yeah, so I've had a fly of Doug's series, which is a um, basically an agricultural version of a whereaway, so built by the Commonwealth Aircraft Corporation. Um, I'm not exactly sure what year. Um, but it, man, that's 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 a pretty big, impressive airplane. Does uh, again does nothing particularly well, but um, it's a it's a lovely big old ship. I could quite imagine though, um, flying low level manoeuvring that could get all untidy pretty quickly if you weren't concentrating when it was fully loaded. Right, right. You sent me a clip of it uh, flying when Doug was flying it. You were on the ground, and mm. the the engine's quite different sound from Harvard. Off yeah, for, for, so, a, from a it's pretty. It's got the same engine as the Whirlaway, so it's okay. um, a geared Pratt & Whitney R1340, so um, a nice big three-blade propeller that just doesn't spin as fast as a Harvard, so doesn't end up with that, um, the cracking of the propeller tips, breaking right, the sound right. barrier like a Harvard does. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it's got half, you know, it's got exhaust on both sides, so you're only hearing half the cylinders worth of exhaust unlike a Harvard okay. everything comes out you know one one exhaust hole right right so that changes the sound too yeah yeah no it, so it sounded pretty pretty neat it's um I just thought wow that's quiet I was expecting it to be a lot louder than that no surprise when you're actually standing next to it it's quite loud oh, okay okay um, it must have just been the film so yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just a different different sort of sound but that's yeah, pretty impressive airplane. It's a it's a lot lot bigger than a Harvard. Um, it's got a much wider centre section on it than a than a Harvard does centre section wing, um, okay. and the fuselage is built up a lot taller. So you're basically sitting where the rear seat would be in a Harvard or a Whirlaway, and yep. then the hoppers in front of you. So you're sitting like way up on top of the airplane, looking down on the nose. That's okay. got spectacular visibility. Oh, very cool. And you're um you're in Aussie at the moment, but you've got some plans in the next couple of weeks to do some other go to some other places, aren't you? Yeah, so the on the sixteenth I leave Australia 
and I'm heading over to Oshkosh. Um, so that, that'll be pretty spectacular to go there again. I went in 2017, and it's just a, for those that haven't been, and you go for your first time, it's just a bit of an overload, really. It's just so huge. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I'm really looking forward to that again. Um, this time I'll probably actually be able to hopefully focus and um, pick out a few things that I want to actually spend more time and um, look at. This, um, yeah, you really have to plan your plan your trip properly, or else you end up spending your time walking around and you see lots, but there's so much you miss. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's one of those places I'd love to get to one day. Um, you know, I grew up with a father who was uh, mad about aviation, and I think it was probably about 1985. He got a he got a VHS video from somewhere with Oshkosh, and we must have watched it about fifty times. When he kept showing other people, you know, and and uh, <laughs> and I pull thing out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I always just thought, oh man, I'd love to go and see that one day. And um, one well, day, the beauty we'll... of going to England, that's on the way home. So exactly, yep that that would be the plan. So if we do, if we get to England next year, we'll come back through Oshkosh. But Oshkosh this year is going to be pretty. Um, interesting one because it's the 50th year uh, that AirVenture has been at Oshkosh in Wisconsin so uh, they've got a lot of celebrations on there um, there's a bit of Kiwi stuff going on there too, there's going to be a mosquito there um, the the yeah, new mosquito as we call it the, the one from Lewis. coming up from Texas yeah. so hopefully that might win the grand champion I hope so. Mm, it's going to be a tight full competition this year with the twin Mustang being there as well. Yeah, that's the problem because being American and the judges being American, I think they'll probably go for the twin Mustang. But, I mean, if they just step back and look at the two, they'll realise the Mustang's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. It, oh, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely cool. But it's not beautiful mm. like the Mosquito. You mm. know, so... Yeah, and the um, the P-51C Lopes Hope, which is pretty spectacular-looking aeroplane, that'll be there as well. Right, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, it's a good year for warbirds this year. <coughs> the two B-29s again, B-24, Firefly, which I haven't seen one of those before, or a B-24, oh. so that'll be pretty cool. Oh, the Firefly's going, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, because it just flew a couple of days back, didn't it? Again. Yeah, it did. Fantastic. And also, um, <clears throat> the um, Kip Aero, um, uh, what are they called? One and a half strutter? Yeah, one, yeah. Oh, yep. That's sop, sop with one and a half strutter. I couldn't remember how many struts there were. <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be there with uh, with the CAMS um, Gnome engine, uh, which uh, Tony Weitenberg and his team have put together. Um, and that's got a lovely big Kiwi on the side. So there's another Kiwi connection there. Hopefully it'll be flying by then. Yeah, so that'll be good to catch up with him over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have an interesting time, interesting week. And hopefully you might be able to catch up with uh, a few people there as well. Which um, mm, There's always a good Kiwi contingent over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you'll be back to New Zealand and back into the beekeeping again. Yeah, so I get back, I think, around about the 2nd of August and then, yeah, back to work for spring, summer and autumn. Yep. Preparing for the next year's adventures. 
Well, we've still take thing. we've still got another adventure coming up in September or first um, of September. We've got the uh, forum meet down at Wigram, and you're coming oh, down sure. to that. So. Yep, that's the plan. That's going to be quite good. Um, we've got uh, some really interesting speakers lined up, and um, also the Air Force Museum uh, is going to be doing some open cockpit. Um, uh, where you can sit in the cockpit uh, of some of their aircraft. So um, they've put on a special hour of that for us before the event, and you can read about that on the forum. Um, it's um, it's pretty cool that they've done that. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, – like last year's Wigram forum meet was just really, really good. I'm, I'm The only thing that disappoints me about it is that you didn't make it because you were an Aussie. So I'm really yeah. glad that you're going to make this one because I know, I know that you really wanted to go to that one last year and I know that, um, you know, you're a bit sad that you didn't get to it. So this one's going to make up for it, hopefully. Yeah, it would be, be good to get down there. Um, the last forum meet I was at was the Tauranga one. Oh yeah, so yeah, that was nice a good one too. To, yeah, that was. So it'd be great to see some of the or hear some of the speakers down there in Christchurch at Wigram. Be a great event. Yep, definitely, definitely, and we'll do a bit of archive research as well. Hopefully, so mm, uh, with a bit of luck. Mm, yeah, in fact, it's going to be interesting to have a look around the museum again as well. You know, every time you go there, you see something different. So, uh, in fact, last time last year when we were there, they were redoing the roof, so it was all. A bit higgledy piggledy yeah, because right. it's scaffolding everywhere. So it'd be good to see that uh, with the new roof on the hangar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, is there anything else that we haven't covered? Um, no, I think you've pretty much nailed it there. At last, after six months of planning, <laughs> we've got the six 200th months. Episode. It's probably longer than that. Well, it actually is. It is longer than that. I just I was trying to minimalize it. <laughs> mm. It's it's uh it's almost six months since the last episode came out, so it's definitely more than six months of planning. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we've we've uh, we've hopefully, so long as it's recorded, <laughs> we've we've got one in the can, and I can get this out, and we can carry on, and the show is back. So uh, I just want to thank all the listeners for uh, hanging in there. Hopefully you've all come back for this 200th episode and you haven't thought that the program had died. Um, and um, keep an eye out on the Wings Over New Zealand forum and the Wings Over New Zealand show Facebook page for news of future episodes because they will be coming soon. And I also want to say a big thanks to you, Bevan, for... Um, Saving my bacon, as I said, uh, coming onto the show and helping me get through it, so that we can get this big hurdle out of the way and back into the into the series. Oh, it's always good. Um, good to share some adventures and share the stories. Yeah, cool. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll close this one off now and uh, and on with the show. <laughs> Cheers. Great. Thanks, Dave. No worries.